the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to discuss the Broncos and the latest news surrounding them. Some comments from Vic Fangio over the weekend, including, uh, well, notes on George Aston, who is uh, going to be getting more reps as the Broncos dealing with some injuries. We'll discuss those injuries. Some of those Broncos getting healthy. We'll discuss that as well, too. Some Broncos taking a new position that also is on the conversation today on the Broncos Blitz podcast so a lot to get to but first our friends over there at tap 14 1920 Blake Street just a hop skipping and jump away from Coors Field 70 Colorado beers on tap 100 Colorado distilled spirits chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasoning fair is just tremendous go on over there to tap 14 on the web that's tap 14.com spell out the word 14 for me tap 14.com let's start with the health situation that the Broncos are dealing with because they are dealing with a bit of uh, health issues, uh, some getting healthy, some not so much. We'll start with uh, Andy Janovich, who, of course, sustained, unfortunately, a uh, injury over there in the uh, pre-se- previous preseason game, will be out six to eight weeks. Now, that actually is, as, as I guess if you want to call it a silver lining positive, as many believed that that could have been a season-ending injury for Andy Janovich, although he's only going to miss the first couple weeks of the regular season. George Aston's going to be stepping up into a new role now, and he had some comments as over the weekend uh, spoke with the media, talked about how he's learned a lot from watching Janovich, and you get to, the, uh, of course, the NFL level. There's a lot of college football that he's played, but it's nowhere near this kind of level, and he's learned a lot from Andy Janovich. Said, of course, injury is always a terrible thing to happen to really anybody, uh, but nothing changes for him, and that's uh, his mindset is that he's always practiced with the idea that in one play he could be seeing the field. And, look, he has uh, – he he actually kind of could act as a Andy Janovich doppelganger because he really looks identical to Andy Janovich. Kind of the same build, same style, same size. This is a guy who's going to come in and look, hopefully he can catch up on the playbook and certainly play the role to where you kind of don't see a difference. But I tell you what, Andy Janovich was really putting together a nice Pre, uh, I guess you could say preseason plus training camp. Of course, he's the one who sprung uh, Royce Freeman on the 50-yard run. So certainly, you know, Andy Janovich's presence is going to be missed on this team. That's going to run the going to run run the ball a lot out of the I formation, and they're going to want to have that uh, fullback on the field. George Ashton's going to have to catch up and catch up quick. Now, somebody who is getting healthy. That's Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay says that wrist. 100% uh, feels good. He's been working on it more when it comes to pass protection and getting more comfortable, more physical when it comes to that wrist. And then, of course, running the ball, he's looking fine too. He says uh, in regards to the wrist and how it felt after his first game. Now, remember, Phil Lindsay touched the ball for the first three plays 
of that game against Seattle, and so you kind of thought to yourself, oh, well, the chiropractor thing, the wrist thing, probably no big deal. And he was asked about his wrist after that first game. said, feels good. Don't think about that anymore, honestly. 100% healed, just focusing on getting back. First game back since the injury. It was exciting to get back there and knock some rust off. He's feeling comfortable. So, Philip Lindsay at least looking like 100%. Somebody who's also getting healthy. Somebody I said who needs to get healthy is Jake Butt, and Jake Butt returned to the practice field as well, too, over the weekend. Jake Butt, on the recovery process, talked about how it's absolutely frustrating. Said, quote, it's been the hardest thing mentally I've ever had to go through, end quote. So, uh, look, Jake Butt certainly, I believe at least, needed to have a stellar stellar preseason just to make this roster as we know Noah Fant and Jeff Hireman the contract from Hireman the draft pick asset do- uh, d- dove into Noah Fant they're going to be on this roster no doubt I mean make no mistake so you're already looking at somebody who's just simply battling it out for his third string spot now injuries actually kind of coming into play here and uh, you know, if you want to look at it this way, benefiting Jake Butt in this case. Uh, Bug Howard went down with an injury earlier uh, in camp when he was kind of starting to look good. That kind of killed his momentum. And then, of course, unfortunately, we saw the season-ending ACL injury to Austin Fort. Now that's one less tight end, who, again, Austin Fort looking very, very good. One less tight end now that Jake Butt has to deal with when it comes to competition. So we'll see what uh, Jake Butt can do when it comes to the final half of preseason as he's missed the first half. He's got a lot of catching up to do, but uh, if he is 100%, we know, or at least I see it in him, he's a talented kid, and he wants it. He wants it so bad, and I think there's an opportunity here for maybe Jake Butt to come on strong towards the end of preseason, and we'll see how that uh, shakes up with that tight end room as, uh, look, if he can land a spot on this roster and stay healthy, you never know. Maybe things change. Uh, individual who is changing positions or at least practicing at a different position is safety Jamal Carter. Uh, Jamal Carter, I should say. Now, Jamal Carter, as I mentioned, safety. And this is actually somebody who I really liked at the safety position. It's just the Broncos are log jammed at safety, man. You got, you're not taking Justin Simmons off the field. You're not taking Will Parks off the field. You brought in Kareem Jackson over in the offseason. And Sua Craven's having a pretty good practice preseason. So... Jamal Carter's space as a depth guy, I, I think you almost wonder if it's like, okay, well, could this guy get used to a new spot at 6-1-2-15? Real light, somebody who is obviously undersized, but uh, said on practicing today at inside linebacker, at least over the weekend, said, quote, I've been wanting to play this since high school and college. I like being in the trenches. I'm a physical specimen. I don't like being too deep away from arms and contact. It's going to fit me, end quote. It's going to be a learning process, obviously. He's done it before, but look, uh, head coach Vic Fangio, uh, he had a comment that Carter wanted to be on that inside linebacker, and Carter said definitely accurate, right on the head. Like I said, like contact. I like being close to it. That's basically it, end quote. So, look, uh, if Jamal Carter can make an impact on inside linebacker, this could be very valuable to Denver because, of course, they're 
dealing with inside linebacker health issues. Of course, Todd Davis still hasn't returned to the football field. This is also a team that uh, waived Jeff Holland. That's also news uh, on the Broncos side of things, which was a bit surprising because this is a Bronco team that really liked Jeff Holland last year, and then all of a sudden uh, just no more for this team. So uh, we'll see what J- uh, Jamal Carter can bring from that uh, position. Obviously new, but hey, if he can kind of fill a role or potentially be a rotational guy, we'll see how that goes. Now, again, the Broncos uh, practice tomorrow, which is Tuesday morning. That's the uh, final public practice that is going to be uh, available to the fans. So if you're a fan, you don't want to go down to UCL Training Center and catch the Broncos for the final time. Now, of course, the media, us, will be uh, watching practice a couple more times, including the joint practices with the San Francisco 49ers on Friday and Saturday. So it is going to be interesting to see how this uh, joint practice plays out. Of course, they did it with the Bears last year. Interesting to see the Shanahan's come back into the fold. Kyle Shanahan, of course, the head coach over there with the San Francisco 49ers. So Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by, well, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends at Tap 14. Find them on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. Now, this is a preseason that, of course, five weeks long, so there's plenty of time to find out which depth guys are going to rise to the top, who's been up, who's been down. I want to go over those a little bit here before we get out of here on the podcast, but a guy who really has been shining and probably not surprising many who were watching from practice, I've been talking about this guy since late July, is Malik Reed. He really is just coming into his own, and the linebacker position has uh, got a sack in both of the preseason games. He's been a disruptor when it comes to practices, is really just all over the place, kind of like a mosquito. He's just annoyingly everywhere, 6'2", 236, and he really is their next undrafted gem. I think there is a spot on the roster for Malik Reed. He has really proven to be a valuable commodity for them. And uh, look, uh, I I imagine he's going to make the roster and probably going to get some playing time for this Denver Broncos team. So we'll see how Malik uh, Reed plays out in these final preseason games. But most certainly, he has been very, very impressive for this Denver Broncos team. Another guy who's been impressive, of course, in practice. We've been talking about him, Devontae Jackson. Uh, Califani Muhammad scoring the touchdown in that first preseason game. And these two going to get uh, some action because Theo Riddick now uh, dealing with an injury. He also going to be out a couple weeks. And what does this mean for Devontae Booker now? Devontae Booker's been the one guy we've been talking about a lot on this team as somebody who... I don't think was going to make the roster, but now you're dealing with the injury to the newly acquired Riddick, and could Devontae Booker now slide back into a role? I, I just The problem with me and Devontae Booker has always been I just don't see a flash of brilliance or excellence or something that tells me that Devontae Booker is going to be a player in this league, is somebody who could really make an impact from the get-go, whether it be blazing speed, whether it be somebody who runs you over, or maybe a combo of both. The one, I think it really means something when the one play that we remember from your career in a three-year career is, is a leap over a defender 
in a what was it week 12 week 13 game in a play that actually didn't even count because of a Garrett Bowles hold uh, is is Devonte Booker's real claim to fame when it comes to a NFL play and I just don't uh, he's just a guy and and he, it's funny because he looks the part but he's just a guy and it really hasn't translated onto the field yet and uh, we'll see if injuries and, you know, Devontae Booker just kind of going through the motions makes a roster spot for him. But I just don't know if that's the case. So it's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap14. That's Tap14 on the web, tap14.com, tap14.com. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Ronnie K Radio, at Ronnie K Radio, at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. There have been others who uh, are returning to practice as well to Bryce Callahan returning from practice and then making a diving interception uh, in the most recent practice. So that certainly a good sign to see from the Broncos fans, Broncos country. Also saw Drew Locke taking some, uh, well, earlier snaps as kid gets a little bit more comfortable with the offense and, well, we'll see how this thing goes for the Broncos as uh, they continue to groom Drew Locke for the future. Again, probably not somebody who should be starting this year, but somebody who could start, obviously, in the future and probably going to be relied upon to be this franchise quarterback. We'll see how that plays out moving forward as uh, Kevin Hogan's uh, preseason and practice underwhelming at best, just underwhelming. Uh, just really hasn't shown that he could be somebody that the – Broncos could really rely upon to be that backup quarterback or really make a difference. It just really hasn't shown that. But, of course, you're dealing with the inexperience and the rookie status of Drew Locke. You don't want to just throw him in, you know, under the fire where he just doesn't know how to execute the offense. But, boy, the leap from week one to week two was certainly a major difference for Drew Locke. It really showed, and who knows, a couple weeks down the line, uh, maybe you could see even more so of that it's the broncos blitz podcast you can follow me on twitter interact on twitter i'll take your questions and of course your comments if you want to get involved in the podcast you can do so that's at ronnie k radio at r-o-n-n-i-e the letter k radio on twitter again this daily podcast of the broncos blitz podcast really excited for this week obviously the wrap-up of training camp but more so than that really excited to see this team with the joint practices against the San Francisco 49ers. That's Friday and Saturday. They're going to get an opportunity to, well, push somebody else around. You know, I think it gets old when these players start to push their own guys around, and now all of a sudden this other team, may, this other team comes in, and you're like, oh, I could push you at full throttle. So I'm really particularly intrigued to see how Friday's practice goes because, of course, they're going to be doing that joint practice, and uh, that will be obvious. Now, it's not a public practice, unfortunately, for the fans, so not a public practice. But certainly, if you want to get updates on that practice, well, give me a follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And of course, we'll have a lot of good stuff over there at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com for the latest on the Denver Broncos as they continue through training camp. This is the final week of training camp. And then, of course, the, uh, well, the Broncos will be in action in their next preseason game which will be preseason game number three, which is crazy because, we're, man, we're halfway through. We're, it feels like we've been doing this forever, but we're only halfway through training camp, and uh, so certainly uh, some notes there. Uh, it, it is uh, noted that uh, Coach Fangio does expect to see Emmanuel Sanders play at 
I, I believe the quote was, and I may be paraphrasing here, but uh, at some point in the preseason, so uh, your Broncos fans are going to get their opportunity to see Emmanuel Sanders and his recovery from the torn Achilles. I have to say, watching him in practice, it, it he looks the same, man. He really does. This such a hard worker, such a grinder. He uh, caught some deep passes over the weekend as well, too. And this is somebody who's starting to develop some chemistry with Joe Flacco. And it's incredible to watch him. A torn Achilles that, that usually should have kept him out for a majority of this season. But this guy is way ahead of schedule and just blazing. He is kind of back to that short, crisp uh, good speed, smooth, quickness, tight wide receiver that made him uh, so much money so far in his career. And, of course, he is vying for another payday. So Emmanuel Sanders certainly looking good right now. Again, just practice. But tell you what, if, you, if there was ever a player to bet on, I think it's a player like Emmanuel Sanders. If you're going to push your chips all the way in, this is the type of guy who just works and grinds and really really deserves a uh, nice praise as uh, his return from his injury has been quite spectacular to see for the Denver Broncos. So that's about it. That's the latest going on with the Denver Broncos. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio for the latest going on with this team. I'll be back tomorrow with another daily podcast of the Broncos Blitz podcast. That's, of course, presented by Tap 14. Until then, find more info at Broncos, uh, or excuse me, at MileHighSports.com on the Broncos, whether it be the daily podcast or, of course, stuff at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com for your latest around the Denver Broncos. You can read up on the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android. And, of course, like I mentioned, MileHighSports.com. It's MileHighSports.com. See you, y'all.